1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision It's my privilege to welcome to the airwaves our good friend Bill Muhlenberg How are you today my brother? Hey great to be with you again And mate uh, I've been noticing uh, you've uh, been posting some uh, updates about your wife recently on social media She's uh, been going through a bit and and I wanted to let the listeners know uh, so we can pray What's, What's the latest with your wife mate? Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, Like so many, of course, uh,
0: the dreaded C word has hit home. Uh, Cancer has come in a big way. And of course, often the chemo and all the rest can be just as hardcore. So yeah, she's been on a journey, I guess we have for uh, really the whole year now, and it looks to be stretching well into next year. Uh, The actual chemo is now done, the surgery has been completed, but now she's in the middle of radiation and then there's a uh, six months of chemo tablets so it just seems to go on forever so it was pretty hardcore cancer and uh, thanks to god's uh, people and their prayers uh, we're we're getting through it's it's been a long road and uh, certainly not finished yet but uh, yeah all all the prayers of god's people are always appreciated and uh, including some very kind financial gifts we had to get a special uh, uh, treatment from America that is not yet subsidized here. And that was a huge uh, amount of money. I mean, but we, a friend put up a Christian uh, crowdfunding page and within about two weeks, that huge amount of money came in. So we're really grateful for what God is doing and through his people.
1: Mm. Well, that's a blessing, mate. And uh, if people do want to uh, connect with you on that, uh, of course, they can search up uh Bill Muhlenberg or Culture Watch, uh, your your websites, or Bill Mullen on Facebook is your your current name. Yep. yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, well, you're not in Facebook jail at the moment. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. All right, mate. Well, we'll uh, we'll be uh, keeping your beautiful wife in our prayers. Uh, now, mate, let's uh, have a look at uh, one of your latest blogs you've released. We've been talking about it on Vision Radio the last couple of days. Uh, you know the the incredible legacy. Of Brother Andrew from Open Doors uh, You've written a blog called Leaving a Legacy A Study in Contrasts Interesting title, tell us about this one
0: Yeah, well uh, If we uh, certainly go by his Dutch name uh, Anne van der Beil I lived in Holland for five years So I actually met him there long ago But if we went by that name Certainly, and if you ask say, Any a thousand people um well, Brisbane, Melbourne, Chicago, London, you name it, uh, probably 99% would never have heard of him, even if he went by his popular name, Brother Andrew, still most wouldn't have. And then in my piece, I contrast his name with another name, uh, who's also left a legacy of sorts, uh, Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones. And I pointed out that They've been going strong for 60 years now. So in terms of this world, right, all the fame and fortune and applause, um, uh, certainly the Stones are, everybody knows the Stones, but hardly anybody would know Brother Andrew. But, of course, there's another life to come, and that's where the real legacy kicks in, and that's where we really do wanna be making an impact. As far as I know, none of the Rolling Stones are Christians. We can pray they become. So in this world, they've had everything, but uh, it'll be in the next world where
1: champions like Brother Andrew will join in with the Christian Hall of Fame. Absolutely. What an incredible uh, legacy he has left, getting those Bibles out uh, all throughout uh, the world. Uh, I'd love to know, uh, what was it like when you met him?
0: Oh, look, humble guy. Uh, In fact, that was when the uh, Iron Curtain was still up. So in fact, one of my roommates and a few others, he even there, when he was speaking, sharing with us at our missions base, he said, hey, I'd like to do another trip into Eastern Europe. So uh, a few of my friends got into a vehicle packed full of Bibles and Christian literature. So he was always plugging away uh, he kept it right up to his old age of course when the iron curtain fell he you know the islamic countries certainly needed christian literature as well so he put a lot of his attention there but yeah he uh, he had a number of important quotes of course the famous one from god smuggler where he said god you were able to make the Blind eye to see. So in this case, when I'm trying to cross a border and we got communist guards checking out my car, maybe you could make their eyes blind in this case, so they won't see the the books. And that happens so often. And another quote he said, uh, you know in America and in the West where we're pretty, uh, you know, cowardly. We could use some courage. We could use some, you know, guts to stand up for Christ. So he lived that out his whole life, always risking life and limb.
1: So, yeah, we could use a whole lot more people like uh, Brother Andrew. Mm. Certainly an incredible man of God. And, and, you know, Open Doors, you know, that we partner with here at Vision Radio uh, are still Uh, continuing his work. Uh, Mm. They're uh, standing up with persecuted believers around the world. Uh, Of course, they release the World Watch List every year, which Mm -hmm. lists the uh, nations where Christians are persecuted the most around the world. And it's just heartbreaking. But interesting this year that uh, Afghanistan was number one and actually beat Mm. North Korea in persecuted uh, Christians. Uh, That was certainly a surprise, wasn't it?
0: Well, look, I hate to say it, but it's sometimes hard to know which is worse, communist countries like North Korea or Muslim-majority countries, they've both had a huge history in persecuting Christians. So, in one sense, I guess it's to be expected. So uh, that's why the the work of groups like Open Doors is so invaluable to pray and work and help the uh,
1: persecuted church. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's uh, certainly a great blog worth having a look at. Uh, You you can find that at the BillMuhlenberg.com or the Culture Watch website. Uh, Now, another blog you've written, which I'm curious to know about, is uh, Giorgia Maloney, the new uh, Prime Minister for Italy, uh, Italy's first female Prime Minister. Uh, She's uh, got a pretty strong pro-family, pro-life conservative background. Tell us all about it.
0: Yeah, well, the idea of a new leader in Italy, that's not surprising. There's been, what, almost, uh, almost 70 of them, I think, since the Second World War. So they come and go pretty rapidly, often coalition governments, but what's really caught the attention of the world and... Hate to say it, unexpected, uh, not unexpected. The wrath of so many is, as you say, she happens to be a Christian, a conservative, pro-life, pro-family. So the media is spitting chips; they can't stand it. Right when they should be celebrating, the left, especially. Hey, we've broken the, you know, the glass ceiling. We've got uh, a strong, independent woman in office. Uh, You know, usually they sing the praises of such people, but because she's a christian and gasp uh, pro-life pro-family they're all uh you know pouring out their hatred and abuse on her because she's the wrong kind of strong independent woman they only want one kind who's of the hardcore secular left so she's getting a lot of abuse but many of us who are christians and more conservative we're thinking hey this is good Uh, europe right is well it's the most uh unchristian, ungodly, probably most immoral continent on earth. And most of the governments there are pretty bad news. So to get one that could be moving in a quite different direction, uh, you know, I I think God is still uh, on the throne. He's still working and he's still concerned
1: about Europe. So I think it's great news. Mm, Absolutely. And you've got some uh, some quotes from her in your blog Mm. as well, where she is quite outspoken. Uh, She says that, you know, a child has a right to a father and a mother, and she opposes gender politics in schools, uh, what she calls in Italian in English the La LGBT lobby. And uh, she's uh, very outspoken, saying that, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm an Italian, uh, I'm a woman, uh, and you can't take my identity away from me. Uh, it's uh, good to see she's she's been, and she's also uh, got the background as a journalist, so hopefully she's going to know how to handle the media, hey?
0: Yeah. Well, look, uh, as you
1: say, she's very strong, very feisty,
0: uh, very fearless, and very articulate, outspoken. In my uh, article, I, of course, not just print some of her uh, parts of her speeches, but I give links where you can go watch for yourself, Uh, just, you know, sitting back, listening, watching her speak. Boy, she's a powerhouse. Uh, you don't want to mess with her. She uh, she doesn't muck around. She stands strong. And boy, she's no wonder the left is so uh, foaming at the mouth. They're absolutely uh, in panic mode, actually. Uh, the truth is the whole secular left, the woke agenda, that really is a counterfeit religion. It really has in the West become an alternative to Christianity. So when somebody dares to stand up, uh, fearlessly, articulately uh, defending biblical Christian values and so on, uh, boy, that, that has the secular left uh, all worried. Uh, their, their turf is being challenged, certainly in Europe. So as I say in my piece, we need to keep her in prayer. Of course, she's not, you know, like, well, like any leader, she's not perfect. Uh, she has feet of clay like anyone else. Uh, for example, she's got a daughter and a partner. But she's not married. So that's, you know, we would like to see somebody talking about family values to actually be married. So maybe that'll come in days ahead. But uh, still, on so many areas, she's standing strong. And as I've said before, if God can raise up a a non-Christian like, say, an Andrew Bolt here in Australia to speak truth when
1: often the church is not, hey, I'll take them any day of the week. Absolutely, uh, Bill. And mate, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about our nation uh, before we wrap up the conversation as well. Uh, You know, I've been filling in for Neil all week this week. And interestingly, uh, at the start of the week, uh, my church started a week of prayer and fasting where we've been Mm -hmm. encouraging everyone to pray and fast and pray for revival and, and, you know, repentance and confess our sins and everything that goes along with prayer and fasting. Uh, And so my first interview this week was with a pastor that's also doing a National Prayer and Fasting Week called Bless Australia, and uh, that was an interesting start to the week. And then I uh, found out that uh, Warwick Marsh, our mutual friend with the Canberra Declaration, are also launching a month of prayer and fasting in October. Uh, And there just seems to be that there's a groundswell of prayer and people really getting on their knees, crying out for revival in our nation, uh, and I just want to ask you this bill because i i think you and i have chatted about this before but i'd love to get your perspective on it you know some people believe there'll be a great falling away and the church will just be a, a remnant and there'll be hardly any of us left that are that are holding on to the the true word of god you know some people believe there'll be a great revival at the same time or instead of that um, mm. you know what, what's your thought of it, thoughts on on where australia's at right now and particularly with all this prayer and fasting you know are we have we got a seedbed for revival in our nation uh, right now? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, good questions. Um, oh, look, uh, people can have different views on the end times and eschatology, and they can be quite diverse. I speak to those views now and then on my site. But what I usually tend to say, which is perhaps more important, mm-hmm. Jesus said, occupy till I come, mm-hmm. right? Keep busy with the work of the kingdom. We don't know when exactly he is coming, uh, so our job is to keep busy doing what we're supposed to do. In fact, I recently penned a piece saying the second coming of Christ might, to some extent, depend on what we do, right? We have in the Gospels where it says Jesus said the gospel must first be preached to every nation and then the end will come. Well, if you're keen to see the end, well, there's plenty of places that still have not uh, certainly, people groups and other areas that have not got the gospel. So, if you're really wanting to speed things up a bit, you know, what are you doing for world missions? What are you doing to get the gospel out? So, uh, in terms of this country, often when I speak, people ask me the same thing. And I usually say, look, I think it's probably, things will probably get worse before they get better. Uh, And uh, look, to turn a nation around, to turn a culture around, you don't do that overnight. It's taken centuries to build up a culture, including the Christian West. It can be knocked over quite rapidly, but if it's going to be rebuilt, if the Lord should tarry, that'll take a lot of work. So instead of just concentrating on who the Antichrist might be or, you know, how soon before we go home, perhaps we need to redouble our efforts in concentrating on preparing the way, on preaching the gospel, on, yes, absolutely praying for revival and, uh, yeah wednesday night work marsh had a zoom meeting with about 250 people on this very thing praying for revival i was part of that as well so that's our hope we pray god breaks through but we also know that well the enemy is still at work so uh, we have to keep vigilant we have to keep on our knees and then
1: trust god for the outcome absolutely well bill it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and if people want to find out more they can go to the website billmullenberg.com, or they can search up Culture Watch. Uh, also on social media as well, you can look up Bill Mullen. Uh I love all your posts, mate. You're always posting some good stuff there, and you get a you get a few haters every now and then, but uh, <laughs> we all do, don't we? Hey. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, we'll be praying for your beautiful wife, and uh, thank you so much uh, for your input today. Uh, God bless you, mate. You have a good one. You too. Thanks. <laughs>